Well, well, well. The Yankees sweep Cleveland to advance to the ALDS. LeBron James in his 10th NBA Finals appearance helped lead the Lakers to victory over the Miami Heat in Game 1. I'm feeling good. Hope you are too. This is Episode 26 of Bruising Boxing. All right, all right, all right. Before we get started, do not adjust your set. Raider Live did not get better looking over this past week. I am Filthy Rich. And I'll be filling in for Raider Live tonight as he takes a well-deserved week off. Thank you, Raider Live. And joining me as always from an undisclosed location, Judge Jimmy James. How you doing, dude? I'm I'm good today. I'm good today. Uh, Not as well uh, as the Yankees, obviously. Uh, Twins are, are setting some records, though. You know, 18 straight postseason losses for, which is the biggest streak for any sports franchise like ever in any sport. So, congratulations on setting records somehow. But other than that, I'm excited for tonight. Good, good, good. Yeah, that's uh, tough on those twins. But quick question you ready for some bruising news? Let's bring that bell. All right, for bruising news, you know how we do. What we always do about this time, crack open the brew, talk some news. You ready? Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers, brother. We're going to do a Filthy Five edition. We're going to do five news segments and call it a show. What do you think? Sounds great. I think uh, I think it's ready to rock. Let's do this. Yeah. So uh, I the first thing I want to talk about is uh, this Charlo Brothers pay per view over the past weekend. Uh, Ronnie Shields, according to BoxingScene.com, says Jamal is willing to fight Canelo at one sixty eight, one seventy five, whatever he wants. What do you think's next for Jamal Charlo, Jimmy James? Well. I mean, Jamal, he looked he looked good against Revenchenko. Um, he made his face look like a punching bag. <laughs> I'm really surprised that Revenchenko could see out of his left eye. At one point, he asked the doctor, or the doctor asked Revenchenko, can you open that eye? He said, yes. I didn't see nothing move. <laughs> it looked dangerous. But, I mean, he's proven himself, uh, to me anyway, because Revenchenko was his biggest test yet, and he he came out and handled him fairly easy so at this point i mean middleweight what are the big names left golovkin if he's even a big name canelo who knows what division he's in anymore the only other one i can think of is uh andre and he hasn't fought in forever either so for me what i think's next for charlo i'd almost just say move up and wait Move up to 168 and fight somebody that's going to be worth recognition unless you can get uh, a big-name fight like Golovkin to try it like that. But, I don't know. That's my two cents right now. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with you there. I think uh, an Andrade fight makes sense, but we don't know if that is even going to happen. I think in this day and age, especially with guys like Lomachenko and Canelo – uh, fluctuating in weight whenever they feel like it seems like the right thing to do for almost every boxer. I think Jamal should be maybe the first one to start looking around, maybe not go to 175 or 168. Really, you go where the money is. That's my opinion. But if the money's at 168 or 175, uh, you just go ahead and do it. There's, I don't think there is a challenge left at middleweight. Maybe it is Golovkin. How does that fight happen? I don't know. 
again, go to the money and you have to be flexible. I think you have to fluctuate and wait and whatever comes your way, take it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's still big names that I mean, 160, Andre, I'd I'd watch that. The Golovkin, who knows, but Benavidez, Caleb Plant, Callum Smith. Like if he can get those big name fights like that, even Billy Joe Saunders is still there. Like he can get another fight to get some money under his belt, even not getting a belt. So I mean, yeah, I agree. He's he's gonna be someone that <laughs> someone that people are gonna want to fight, and I'd pay to see him. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll see. I'll I'll watch charlo regardless and that's jermall let's talk about jermall charlo quickly because i think it's the same path for him as well he just knocked out jason rosario with that shot to the bread basket uh my question for you right now is you ever seen anything like this before uh, i have definitely seen body punches knock somebody out i have not seen a straight right to the to the <laughs> to the bread basket the solar plexus like and dropped rosario instantly which didn't even it didn't look right and then he was convulsing on the floor like he was having a seizure i i've never seen anything like that in my life and it made me real worried because it wasn't it was the weirdest knockdown i think i have ever i have ever seen so he, he either had the strongest punch, one-inch punch, <laughs> or something like that, maybe training with uh, Mr. Miyagi or something, or or God knows what else, but, or, or uh, I don't know, that I've never seen that. Have you ever seen that before? That That is something I've, that's one for the history books, if you ask me. No, I have never seen anything like that, and I don't think in my lifetime I will see anything like that ever again. And I think, uh, you know, both of us, had I think the whole show had Jermel Charlo right number one at 154. Do you think he should be moving around too? Because I, I look, I think the Charlos are gonna be a headline card for their whole careers. They're always gonna be together. They're never gonna fight each other. Is it time Jermel moves up? I think he's dominant at 154. There's nothing left but maybe a a Lubin rematch. Yeah, he could, uh, you know, the hammer. That could definitely be a rematch for sure. But other than that, he's pretty much just gone through the division at this point. So I think Jermel needs to move up. If he wants to stay relevant, like his brother is staying relevant, he needs to move up. However, his brother can't be in the same division because that's going to cause some issues and some controversy, especially if all of a sudden there's a mandatory challenger or something like that. And obviously they're never going to fight each other. At least right now, until I don't know, maybe a woman gets in the middle of something, or I don't know, they can they can get some beef somewhere like that. But um, I mean, yeah, I think he has to move up, but I think it might be dependent on what Jamal does. Yeah, and I think we kind of agree that they're gonna be headlining cards together probably for the rest of their careers. Uh, fluctuating in weight should be the thing every boxer should want to do, just so you're flexible to get that money. You ready to move on? Yeah, I think we let's let's move on to this uh, <laughs> next interesting bit of news that we got for you. Yeah, this is this is uh, the big one. This is our second story. Uh, Pacquiao's fighting McGregor, and this is the age-old question: uh, Is this good for the sport of boxing? <sighs> well, you you guys know my stance on the McGregor Mayweather fight, which I <laughs> yes, I watched it. I was not excited at all. It 
for me personally, it was just, I, I, I didn't have the, it didn't have the draw for me. I was just watching it because I don't know. A lot of people were really talking up McGregor. Like he was going to be able to handle his own and do this. And I don't know. I, I just didn't see it. I, I think Mayweather was just toying with him. So if he thinks that Pacquiao is going to be like Mayweather, uh, I don't think Pacquiao understands the word mercy so or quit. He is going to come at you like a tiger and nonstop, nonstop offense. So does this excite me? No, no. But I mean, I'll probably watch this one just because this has a greater chance of McGregor getting knocked out in this in this exhibition or if this is an actual fight, whatever this is. What do you think? Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like if it's good for the sport of boxing. I think anything that gets eyes on boxing is good. I think this says a uh, probably more uh, to what Dana White's doing in the UFC, not paying these guys. Like, why should any of these UFC guys want to step into the ring with a boxer? For me, in my opinion, it's uh, it's the dollar. Like, uh, uh, McGregor is going to make more money fighting Pacquiao than he will his entire career in the UFC. I am not excited for this. I'm definitely intrigued. I think uh, McGregor is might be too big for Pacquiao where I don't know if uh, McGregor has any power. I know at the end of, I think it was that fourth round against Mayweather. Mayweather yelled something at him between uh, like going back to his corner. And when asked, he said, I told, I asked him where that power was. So maybe McGregor doesn't have the power. Manny still has his speed. At was he 50, 61 years old? Whatever he, <laughs> whatever, he, whatever he is now. I will tell you this though. I am excited for the undercard because we don't. I think the undercard for that Mayweather uh, McGregor fight was uh, very exciting. Uh, very uh, like some athletic bouts in there. I'm not going to go through each and every one, but I would like to see. Uh, I know uh, Pacquiao when he signed with Al Heyman. Uh, one of the, one of the conditions was to get all of his like stable mates, uh, in PBC fighting. So I would expect a bunch of Pacquiao guys on the undercard. Uh, I'm not too excited for the main event itself, but definitely, definitely intrigued. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I, I would probably be more interested in watching the undercards than the main fight, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I never really touched base on the question you asked at hand, but is it good for the sport? I, 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 I would probably disagree a little bit with you just because, you know, the exposure is good to get it out there. But the exposure to me might be like boxing's a joke because you have UFC guys that are having to fight actual boxing matches. And that's what you're trying to promote, not actual boxing matches with the top people. So that's kind of where I stand with that. But So, so look. I, I got to mention, I, we don't know if this fight is, according to multiple multiple sources, this fight is happening. But Mikey Garcia has just said that Pacquiao's next opponent will be Mikey. So what do you think about like a Mikey Garcia-Manny Pacquiao fight? <laughs> See, that one is definitely interesting because I, I didn't know about that until, until uh, you told me. Um, because that was just that's super new, but I, I mean, a Garcia Pacquiao fight would be something I would much rather watch because that's two boxers going at it. And I know Mikey's got grit, Pacquiao's got grit. However, 
do I don't know if I believe that. Well, one, who knows what to believe? Because the McGregor thing says it's like inked in stone. Like that's 100%. And Garcia saying, this is 100%. I'm fighting Pacquiao. So <laughs> you can't have 100% plus 100% doesn't equal 100%. <laughs> so yeah. somebody somewhere is not telling the truth. Which one it is, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, right? But that's, I mean, that's that's a fight I would much rather see than Pacquiao McGregor. Yeah, I kind of want to, you know, I want to see them both and knowing who and Pacquiao is and what he's all about. I think he's going to take both these guys. And I like this Mikey Garcia. I think this Mikey Garcia, Manny Pacquiao fight makes a lot of sense. Two guys who are, I believe, undersized for the 147 division. So I think these two, if they fought at even 140, you're looking at a number one guy versus a number two guy. Take your pick. But the two of these guys together, uh, no matter what weight class, I think this makes for a really good fight. I'd be, uh, that is something I think I could pay for myself where McGregor, I got to go to someone else's house to watch that. I'll, I'll chip in. I'll go to your house. But I mean, I will chip in. I'm not ordering that one myself. Go, so what, you, what do you got? You will watch. You will actually pay for the Pacquiao Garcia fight. Did you just say that? Is that I recorded? Think, That's recorded. Well, what, what, what are you trying to say? I'm not a cheapskate. <laughs> That's on the I donate internet to charity. Forever. Yeah. Well, Fair hey, enough. You're the one who doesn't want to watch, doesn't want to see Roy Jones and Mike Tyson because. Wow. Uh, and I told you it's charity. I look, I will pay like I will pay for uh, if it is on a pay-per-view that I think is worth it. I think that one top to bottom, I think would be worth it where McGregor and Pacquiao, that's something you get together with your buddies for. Uh, I, that's that's my stance on both those fights. OK, fights. so real, so real quick, then real quick, because obviously Garcia's fighting at 147, right? Right now he is anyways. He won't go down even though he got. He's got he got beat up against Spence, yeah. right? Do you think that this fight would happen at 147 or 140? And what like what would be the better? What do you think would give the fans the better show? Is it Pacquiao Garcia at 147 or Pacquiao Garcia 140? Yeah, I think Pacquiao Garcia at 140 is the better show, but I think they're both gonna fight at 147. I think they can both make 140. But 147's where all the money is. They'll probably throw another somebody at 147 just so uh, there's going to be talk after the fight. I want the winner of Pacquiao and Garcia. Okay, whoop-de-doo. But I think uh, 140 makes the most sense, but it'll probably happen at 147. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree. Mikey's already said he doesn't want to go down. Um, But I just don't think uh, Pacquiao doesn't have a belt right now, does he? Not that I'm aware of, okay. but so I'm. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things that Garcia keeps talking about too is that he wants a title shot, another title shot, and you lost. You lost to Spence. You did beat somebody. I don't remember his last fight. He beat at 147, but it wasn't. I don't think it was anybody big. But um, yeah, man, I I just don't. I think Garcia needs to fight somebody else lower in the division. Beat them first. That's a bigger name. Um, like well. Like an Ugas or a Porter or a Thurman, which say it with your chest, James. Say it with your chest, (laughs) Ugas. But I think he's got to do. He's got to fight someone like that to to get back into the the spotlight. Try to get a belt thing, but that's just my opinion. 
You know, on my notes here, I am getting word actually that there is a vacated title. Looks like the WB something, the Universal Spaceship title is uh, vacant. So they can fight for the Universal Diamond Spaceship vacant title so there there oh. are plenty there are plenty of titles out there i'm pretty fantastic sure. let's see it let's promote that one with the diamonds and the spaceships and the shuttles let's, let's do that. that i can't wait to see the cover art for that <laughs> yeah we'll uh we'll touch back on that story as it develops in the coming weeks let's move on to uh shakur stevenson's making headlines apparently he is unwilling to step aside for herring versus frampton looks like he uh herring is the mandatory and they're asking Shakur Stevenson to step aside so herring can fight Frampton. What are you what what's your take on this? I got no question for you, but what's your take on Shakur Stevenson unwilling to step aside so Frampton can fight Herring? You know, from what my personal opinion, I don't know how long Herring's actually gonna be in the game. Uh Stevenson is proving himself over and over right now to me anyway. And he is probably one of the, the number one, if not, you know, one of the top three, if not the number one prospect right now that I've seen, he is disgusting on offense and defense. He, he just so fluid. So if we're talking about him wanting to fight Herring before Frampton, I mean, I get it a hundred percent. I mean, he just he just vacated the one his belt at one twenty six, right? To move up to one thirty and became the number one contender. I don't know if he's the mandatory challenger, um, but I mean, I, I I can see where he's coming from. I'd say why not? Yeah, I I I don't know what I'm doing with Shakur Stevenson. Here's what: if I were to give advice, I would say you go where the money is. I don't know if there's money with Herring or Frampton. Apparently there is. Otherwise, he he wouldn't be unwilling to step aside. But uh, if that 126 title is vacated and he's going to be fighting at 130, just take a schmuck. That's one thing that you and I argue about, about getting comfortable in that division. So just take on somebody. Make sure you are comfortable at 130 before you fight. I'm not saying Herring or Frampton are the top dogs, but be comfortable at your weight know what you're getting yourself into let that other fight happen i get uh not willing to step aside i do get it but keep in mind that diamond spaceship belt is available you can get that they'll award you that belt with some schmuck and then you can pretend to unify once herring and frampton is all done what what do you think about that i mean he he definitely can uh but he I mean, he does make a valid point. I was just reading a stat, or not reading a stat, a quote. Um, well, he said that it, technically the WBO hasn't made up their mind on who the mandatory is. He thinks that it's not Frampton. He thinks it's him. They're still waiting it up. If it's if he's the mandatory, he wants that fight. If he's not the mandatory, he still wants that fight. But, I mean, either way, if it's Frampton or Herring, I say, I mean, you can sit there because he's so young, I'd probably agree with you. In this one instance, take a fight before that. You just moved up. Make sure that you're okay at 130, even though it's only four pounds. Make sure you're okay at 130. Let Herring and Frampton fight. Whoever the winner is with that, fight them. All right. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I kind of get it. Let's just let's move on to I believe this is our fourth story. We're almost done. Uh, so Canelo has refiled his lawsuit against DeZone and Golden Boy. My question to you, Jimmy James, and we'll both take care of this. Will we see Canelo in the DeZone ring under the Golden Boy banner for his next fight? Man, I uh that's a good question. That's a really good question. So this is he refiled the lawsuit, right? So they went to it, it got thrown out, blah, 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 did some stuff back and forth. And then all of a sudden they came back with, hey, all right, so we don't want to do the 17 mil. I'll give you 20 million for the fight, right? Per fight with incentives on uh, what was it on the subscriptions generated. So if they get more new um, uh, subscriptions to DAZN, he is going to get a cut of all the new subscriptions from that time moving forward. So, I mean, I don't know what DAZN still $9.99 a month, uh, maybe. I, I'm not 100% sure because I've already, I've, I already have a subscription. So I'm not paying for another one. So, <laughs> and I got it for pretty cheap. So, um, I mean, I think this is a little, a little crazy. Uh, but I don't, <laughs> to answer the question, man, I don't believe that he's going to be. With Golden Boy, I don't believe he's going to be with the zone. I, I don't think we see him in the zone. I think he's probably gonna he's gonna probably start his own promotion because he's still young enough and one of the biggest names in boxing, whether you like it or not. It's just a matter of if once he breaks ties with these guys, if he can, if he can get rid of the red tape, where is he gonna go? Who's he gonna? Who is going to be willing to to negotiate with them to fight? That's like that's the biggest question I have. Like, do what do you, what do you think uh, on 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 this on this subject, man? Look, yeah, for for I think twenty million in it's not even about this day and age, but we're all aware of what's going on. I think twenty million is generous. I don't know what DAZN takes in per year and how much uh, of a percentage Canelo gets from their annual income, but I could see him. Look, I, I, I think he's just sick of golden boy. He wants out of golden boy. And if you have to lose the zone on the way to do it, so be it. I think he's going to end up on ESPN. I don't think he's going to go to the PBC, although there's a lot of big fights on the PBC. I think, uh, Al, not Al Heyman, uh, Bob Arum just has, he just must have some magic. I don't know what it is, but, I don't. I can't remember the last time Canelo fought on just regular old television. for For years, he was on HBO, which you mm-hmm. had to pay fifteen a month just to have it. After so, after a while, uh, it, he was like a pay per view star. When was the last time we seen him on regular TV? DAZN is even a prescription, sorry, subscription network. Uh, I could see him going to ESPN, uh, getting some slouches eventually getting a fight with some big name at 160 68 75 who are you what's that mean who are you you, talking you froze to? you froze you froze did i freeze i saw the screen you froze oh man okay you're all look, good keep it going look i think he's i think he's gonna end up at espn just because he does not want anything to do with golden boy anymore i have no idea what's going on at golden boy i don't know if this is a de la hoya thing or someone who works for de la hoya but he wants out of golden boy uh i i think the the 20 million a year he would love it but 
if he has to stay with the zone and stay with Golden Boy, forget you both. I'd rather go join somewhere else and take, I don't know, 15 a year or even 10 a year. So, but so, I mean, so that's the problem right now is that he was guaranteed $35 million, right? And it was, I think it was a problem. If COVID didn't happen, maybe this could still, maybe he would get his $35 million, you know? But to be honest, I think they bit off a little bit more than they could chew. Plus, I, I need to, I really need to speak on this again. We already talked about this once, but how to zone. Uh, what not even mentions how they rank or classify what they consider a premium opponent, which he needs to fight one. He has two fights a year. One of his premium, one of his fights needs to be a premium opponent. They do not consider Callum Smith, a premium component, a a premium opponent, a component to get money. (laughs) Callum Smith is not a component to get money with Canelo. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't understand what the zone considers to be a premium opponent when his last fights were fielding Jacobs and Kovalev on the zone. Like what, what in the world, who, who do they, who do they consider to be premium? And out of those three, if only one of those was premium, who was the premium fighter? Yeah. Rocky fielding. Is that who they're going to consider? And Jacobs and Kovalev were the bums. Like I, I, I have absolutely no idea. I think this is that's probably the biggest reason why he wants out of the zone because Canelo wants to fight the biggest fights and he is willing to do this, but they're not considering this to be the payday when they definitely should be considering that to be the payday. I mean, do you have any thoughts on or, or any opinion on this mumbo jumbo about premium opponents and the zone and how they're <laughs> how they're coming together with any of this? Yeah, somebody had mentioned something on a website that I read uh, recently. It would have been probably a day or so after our last show. But there is no algorithm on what these premium opponents are. Nobody knows. I don't think DAZN knows. There's somebody who, who in charge over there who doesn't even watch boxing. They're in charge of numbers and subscriptions and all that other good stuff. And I think what they're looking for is the a, a million-dollar buy or something like that to have two UFC guys and De La Hoya as three premium opponents is a bit absurd to me. After he gets rid of those three, after he goes through those three opponents, are you going to have three more UFC guys lined up? If so, that's great. Go right ahead. But Canelo's going to go through those guys like a hot knife goes through butter. There's my <laughs> little, there's my little analogy, but the, uh, Canelo is not challenged over there. I think he's bored, and I think he's just tired of Golden Boy. And Golden Boy is so connected with the zone that he'd probably settle for the twenty million. But if that means he has to stay with good, uh, Golden Boy, then uh, he's out. My do, take. Do you, do you have any? So I know you said that he'd probably just pop over to a top rank in ESPN. Uh, do is there any reason why he wouldn't go to Matchroom with Eddie Hearn? Well, I feel like Eddie Hearn is also linked with the zone. I don't see uh, Eddie Hearn going to these other. I know, I know he's willing to reach across the pond or reach across the aisle or across the street to make fights happen, and that is definitely an option. Uh, I could see it happening. Uh, and you know what? If, if there's any truth that he just wants out of Golden Boy, but he's willing to take the twenty million from the zone, 
I would maybe he does sign with Matchroom or Queensberry uh, promotions and just stays over there in the UK. But his home is over here, and I, I feel like the zone. Other, I, I don't know where they schedule their fights. It just seems like all their stuff is over there in the UK. Yeah, that's fair enough. I I I don't see him doing it either. I was just kind of curious because that's the other big name promoter who will definitely get fights for you. However, he does it, Canelo, you know, pure Mexican fighter. I mean, if it, if the zone loses Canelo has no triple G fights, what I mean, is the zone done? I mean, because those are the two biggest draws that they had when they started this service. And now Canelo hasn't fought forever. Triple G hasn't fought since, I don't know, still blame Jonathan Banks. Sorry, Rich. But um, I mean, if they lose those two, I don't I don't know who's left to actually make enough money for them to continue their service. I mean, do you have any last thoughts, I guess, on this part of well, it? I just... So th- this is what I kind of, I think you mentioned something about paying $10 a month for the DAZN subscription. And I believe the price has actually gone up to maybe $14.99 a month. Now, if they're going broke of $14.99 a month, uh, just the free market tells you, you need to lower your price. So I would expect the price to come back down to $9.99 a month. Uh, maybe do what the WWE Network does and offer a, a one month free trial uh, let it happen that way. And if you're still not getting subscriptions, you got two options. You lower the price one more time to like $5.99 or $7.99 a month, like Disney Plus is offering, or you fire whoever's in charge over there and get a new CEO and clean house. Maybe you have to cut ties with Golden Boy. Maybe that's what it takes to keep Canelo. That's just my take. I, I have, That's just coming off the top of my brain. I have no information on that regarding that situation. Yeah, fair enough, man. That's uh, that's interesting because if he stays with the zone, and they lower the price, and he part of that whole stipulation is getting more subscribers. You drop that price, people might be more willing. If you pay eight, eight nine nine ninety nine, if it is fourteen ninety nine, it's nine ninety nine, five bucks. Now people see that as a discount, and then I can watch Canelo again. That there's a lot of people that might do that if they don't have it or if they ditched it because they haven't been able to see him. So that, you know, even for that, if they get 10% more subscribers at nine 99 and they were getting at 15 bucks, I don't know, man, that's, that's at least a little bit of incentive to maybe have Canelo stay at the zone, but still ditch golden boy. He has to get rid of Oscar de la Hoya. I think that is a cancer, at least for him. And sorry, bud, (laughs) out the door, boot, boot. Yeah. I'd agree. And uh, at the same time, before we move on, maybe you and I should be the CEOs of uh, the zone network. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if there's an opening out there for marketing and directing, uh, we got a couple of uh, candidates here. I don't think Raider live is paying us that much money. So uh, <laughs> we, we're not, we are not under contract. We are free agents. Should we That's move on cool. free? Well, yeah, we'll move on to the zone free agents. Don't worry, Raider. We'll, we'll, we got your back though. Don't worry about that. We got your we're, back. We're holding it down best we can, Raider Live. Uh, let's move on from a $20 million fighter to a $10 million fighter. It looks like Adrian Broner is refusing to fight unless he gets a $10 million guarantee, not a penny less. My question to you, is Adrian Broner worth $10 million? I've answered this before. No. No way is he worth $10 million. His last fight was in 2019 and he lost to Pacquiao and it was convincing loss. 
uh, getting flustered. I can't believe that he's still standing on this stance to date. This is crazy. He's only 31, which is not, I thought he was a lot older, to be honest. Uh, but I know $10 million, dude, you should be taking whatever money you can get for a fight. If you can get a big name fight, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, why, anyone at 147, I guess that's a top 10. I mean, he still fights at 147, right? I, I think he, I think he can move around, but I, I, let's assume he's fighting at 147. So if he's fighting at 147, then I, I would have to. There are fights that he could probably make. A lot of big names there. He's probably going to lose. But I mean, like Thurman Porter, Garcia, Uga, Spence, Crawford, Pacquiao. I mean, Lipinier, even if you want to throw in somebody. I mean, I don't know. He has people that he can fight, but he keeps asking for $10 million. He's going to be the second fiddle to any of the names I just mentioned with I mean, even Lipinje, maybe, man. I don't know. But $10 million a fight, Broner, get real, man. You got, are you hanging out with Money Mayweather too much or something? Or the rap game got you twisted? You got it. That, that's crazy, man. What What do you think, Rich? Yeah. So I think, like, uh, for ten million dollars, you're gonna get a beating. I can tell you that much. I think a fight with a fight with like Mikey <laughs> Garcia makes sense because I think he can maybe get that money. That's an intriguing fight, but I think Mikey Garcia beats him. I think everyone at one forty-seven beats him. I think everyone at one forty beats him. So how are you gonna get your ten million? You're gonna get your ten million by actually losing. The other way to get your ten million is taking a beat. Like you can guarantee the money this time, but like someone like Floyd Mayweather, I think Floyd owes him a fight. Uh, fight Floyd Mayweather, get Floyd out of retirement. Floyd's going to make, it sounds like he wants a half billion dollars for, uh, in ring return. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem. Adrian Broner, get your little 10 from Mayweather. And for one, you, you get, you get to fight, you get to perform before a, a sold out audience of 50 people. I don't know how much they're letting people in these <laughs> days, but you'll be able to Fair. sell, you know, you'll be able to have a concert and a boxing match in the same night. So you may as well do that. You could film your music video there if they still make music videos. You could get it on MTV. You can make your money by, I think it's Twin. This is his name, Twin. So the problem, Twin, whatever you want to be called, whatever, you know, and I respect Adrian. I like Adrian. I will watch an Adrian Broner fight. I'm an Adrian Broner guy. I think he's an entertaining character who brings something to the ring. Fight Sean Porter again. You could do whatever you want. I don't think he beats anybody because he hasn't fought in so long, but I think the money is out there. He's going to have to get a beating to get it, though. Yeah, that's true, man. I just read a, a thing right here that he wants to fight on Showtime, right? For whatever reason. I don't, I don't know if he just all his contract or if he just likes the guys there. You know, he's just, you know, buddy-buddy or whatever it is. But so Fox got a million buys for the Ugas Ramos fight, which was actually a lot more than i i thought like i I don't know if it was a maybe not a million buys maybe it was a million viewers maybe i'm reading that wrong but it was a million something yeah and the last fight on showtime was the lubin gausha that had 150,000 viewers so if he's trying to get money i don't think it's in showtime i think he might be going through the wrong avenue which is possible. I don't even know who his promotion is. Is it, is it just Showtime? I mean, is he with his own promote? Is he Al Heyman? I think I think he's still under like the Al Heyman PBC banner. At least I think his last fight was along those lines. So I mean, if he's with the PBC, then I, like playing on Fox, 
be on an undercard or something like get something to get you more more hype or something like that because I, I mean i agree at one point he was called the future of boxing i mean he has skill but i, I don't know man he's, he's just has he's had some jokey 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 stuff <laughs> yeah his future might be in rapping but but well, that's that's sad <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah we don't know. I haven't heard him on the mic. Maybe he is much better on the mic. I I don't know. Let's uh at least give this guy a shot. I I I don't know what to do with him. Again, I like Adrian Broner, but uh get a tune up fight. You'll get your ten million if you got something out there to prove. That's all I got for him. I agree, man. Take take less money. Prove yourself that you're still relevant. Then maybe get your ten million. But right now. I don't think so, kid. Yeah. Jimmy James, I think that's it for us, man. How'd I do? That's it. I think uh, I think you're giving Raider Live a run for his money here. He's going to have to live up a little bit to the uh, the style and profiling that you got happening there uh, for sure. But either way, we still we definitely miss you, Raider Live. I'll, I'll give you that. We, uh, we miss having that. I like going uh, just back and forth with the punches with Rich. A little bit different when he's the host, so I can't really beat up on the host too much. Yeah, Raider Live, I didn't get muted this week. Ah, that's right. Streak is broken. The streak is broken. Oh, put a big old zero up there. Days without mute, zero. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Jimmy James, you carried me through this, man. I real, really appreciate the help. Do you got anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Last thing I got to say is just, you know, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're on all the major ones, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Please listen to us, subscribe to us. We're going to give bonus shows whenever we can uh, to, uh, on those podcasts. Also, watch the YouTube it's pretty funny when you watch the YouTube. Plus, me and Rich look real fly right now if you don't look at this. This is definitely not taking a day off or casual Friday, if you if you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yeah, back Jimmy, to you, Rich. Jimmy James, I will definitely drink to that. Cheers. Before I close out, my final thoughts for the day. Again, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, James. Thank you, Raider Live, for all of this stuff. Uh, Eddie Hearn recently tested positive for COVID-19. Eddie, we wish you a speedy recovery. Hope everything's good. Uh, there's 80-something days left until Christmas, but more importantly, there's 34 days left until the election. Be sure to get out there and vote. Uh, happy birthday, Jimmy Carter. I'm drinking to you. Raider Live, thank you for your hard work. Can't wait to have you back. We're signing out. Again, thank you, folks. We're drinking to you. We do this for you.